Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. So welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Angela and Anka. Are you a plan A person or a plan B? Now, when I was growing up, I remember my mum saying to me, Angela, you need to always have a plan B just in case plan A doesn't work out. It sounds like great advice from a parent who doesn't want their child to get disappointed and fail. However, when you get into grown adulthood and you're actually trying to go for the dream business that you really want to create or understand how to actually build a business that works around your real skills and lifestyle, then that isn't such great advice. Because once you've built something that you really don't want to deliver, it's going to create resistance and disharmony all over the place. So that's our topic today, how to actually play at the game that you really want to win. I'm going to start off with a quick story. In fact, this is a really recent story. It happened yesterday. We run a community called The Visible Club, and one of our members came with a really interesting dilemma. She had been part of a very structured networking system or an event for over a year, and it was coming up time for renewal. She came with the dilemma, should I stay or should I go, just like the class song, and in delivering that. Now, the easy thing for me to have done would have been to say to her, well, of course you must leave, because I could see what it was doing to her. It wasn't the right environment for her. She tried it, but it just wasn't the right people group, the right tribe. She wasn't getting out of it. But the dilemma was this. This lady is a lovely lady. In fact, she spends her whole life as a people pleaser. She likes to be thought of as being nice. Don't we all want to be a nice person? However, one of the things they had asked her to do to keep her to stay is give her almost extra responsibility. And it would have taken up an awful lot of her time to do it. Here's the dilemma. Should she or should she not? And so one of the things that we really unpacked in our session was the fact that deep down, it wasn't necessarily just not even the right networking group, but it wasn't even pointing to the right market for her. And what came out of it was that deep down, she was frightened to really go for what she wanted to create in case it didn't happen, in case she can't find the clients, in case nobody says yes or nobody gets it. So the little exercise that we did with her was to actually create three columns on a piece of paper. And it was a very easy, you've probably played it before, hell yes, hell no, and maybe. And it was all to do with where her energy was. And no guesses and surprises, her energy was not going towards this particular networking group. But it uncovered the deeper fear that was lying on the inside, 
was that could she actually build out and work with people that she truly wanted to serve or did she have to just settle for what she thought she should be going for? So, Anka, that's where we start the conversation. I love it. I love it because it's something that comes up so often, right? When people first come and and have this, you know, looking for help to build the business. And we've seen it a million times. Like when it's like, okay, what is it that you're looking for? And you can always tell, you know, when it comes out, you know, you know, I don't know, like, I'm Mrs. Enthusiasm <laughs> in person, right? And, and, but I always listen for enthusiasm and passion. And when somebody explains to me what it is they're looking to build, what they're looking to get help with, and I'm feeling like you sound bored with that, right? It's almost like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you building? Are you building what you really want or are you building what you think you can get? Right. And I think the problem with it is that plan B is kind of even an option. You even consider plan B because at some point, like on some level, you don't believe that plan A is possible. Right. Now, the problem with going for plan B is that you'll find it doesn't like it's just a different kind of business, right? So, and it might, it, it won't be easier to build. <laughs> like most of the time, it won't be easier. And if you succeed, you're going to have built something you don't really care much about. So you're going to end up like the, the, the frustration and the disappointment and the sense of like, what on earth am I doing? is almost guaranteed. You know, and I, I find in my experience, so certainly it's, it's, leaning into like plan a is actually much easier to do because you come from a different place and you know and so energetically there's a lot more um in moving in your favor so i would always challenge people to you know see how you know what about you gave yourself permission to go for plan a what came to mind for me was my own journey has been evolving from plan A into plan B and back to plan A. So let me unpack uh, um, unpack how I've experienced it, because um, just in case there are people out there that are feeling as if they cannot now move forward until they work out what the heck plan A is. I've been very much a kind of step your toe in the water and then start to walk and turn around corners as you go. And when I first began my vocal coaching business back in 2008, it was my plan A. It really was my plan A. And it, and for, the, for at least the first few years, it was my plan A. Now, I recall something very interesting, very early on in my business. You don't even know this, I don't think. But very on, very early on, maybe just a year or so into that business, I had the idea that I really wanted to create resources for people that wasn't just about you know coaches but it could be workbooks it could be audio recording practice all kind of stuff right and but because I'd fallen into the teaching part of that and I didn't know and I didn't have the skills back then I um I didn't go in that direction I got really stuck in just delivering the specialism and for a long period of time convinced myself that gaining that more specialist sort of um, reputation was my plan A. 
there were always indications, I think, that there was a plan B, but I couldn't necessarily see them. And once something starts working, and this is quite interesting, because I think sometimes if plan B starts working, you you kind of get stuck in, in, in plan B that's working for you. So there's two sides to this coin, I think. So it wasn't, I ran that vocal studio for 10 years and I realized over the years that there, I could find out where my niche was. I could find out what I started to like and what I didn't like, but the penny drop, it was so slow to drop for me. So slow because I was following everybody else's advice about what I should do to build it. So I was almost convincing myself from the advice of other people rather than when I think back to it going right the way back to go what had what was your desire what was the the spark of that passion and that inspiration whether you knew how to build it or not now 15 years on when I think about even going through the speaker business and coming through to working with you and the the community that we're building and even the conversation that we had this morning which was around digitalizing my knowledge that real plan a was always there now could i have tried could i have done it back then probably not actually it's sometimes i used to say in opera that some songs they don't give up their secrets easily and some songs are not you know for the young singers it takes a little bit of experience i now don't regret having plan a that turned into plan b that's turned back into plan a because of the skills and the experience in this 15 plus years that i've gained are maybe going to give me the edge of what I've had. So there's a there's a, a short game and a long term game here. I did digitalize some of it that I did at the time and I was onto something. But I think if I could give anybody advice, it's that don't worry if you find that you're in a plan B, because I promise you, your heart will actually win out in the end and you will not live comfortably within yourself unless you go to plan a and your life will create those wonderful situations that bring you face to face with plan a and you have to choose it because you just won't be happy unless you do but at the same time it's always always important i really wish i'd have learned to trust myself sooner and then just learn how to put the skills in place because i'd have probably got there faster <laughs> i maybe, think you, maybe you touched on a couple of things that that I think, you know, are worth like really pulling out. Like one of the, you know, when I initially said like, oh, you know, like go for plan A, that assumed you know what plan A is because mm -hmm. sometimes people do know quite well what they actually want to build. They just don't have the guts to go for it. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the time you don't actually know what it is or maybe you think you know, but you like, and I totally agree that moving, making a move, almost like any move, it kind of almost doesn't matter what exactly you do, as long as you're moving, the path will unfold. So I think the moving is the like being in motion is by far the most important thing. And there's um there's um a, a great guy in in he's based in New Zealand, Sean D'Souza from Psychotactics, and he has several articles on this whole topic of you know what to do when you're not quite sure about your passion. You know how do I find my passion? That's the wrong question. He goes like, no, you start doing stuff, and then your passion will find you. So if you're not sure what your plan A is, just move, like just move forward, like just, just start walking. And, and the other part is really that trust piece, right? There's the trust in yourself, but there's also trust in the path, right? That like, like I've come to the conclusion that procrastination doesn't actually exist, you know? And that's massive for somebody who's like a master procrastinator, 
Because what I've seen is when you procrastinate, there's always a reason for it. Like what if you could trust that everything is playing out in just the right way for you? So if you head into plan B direction for now, well, chances are looking back later, you'll find, well, actually that plan B gave me that piece of the puzzle, that skill, that connection, that resource that I then later on need to, to actually do plan A, you know? So the worst, like the first thing to do is like, give yourself some slack, <laughs> you know, and don't, and don't stop moving. I love that. And I think just to close off on it, once you realize that you're in plan B, don't be resistant to letting go of what you think is already working. It's a great book, isn't it? By I can't remember the actual author, but it's from good to great. Mm. I struggled for a long time to let go of what was good because I was trying to build more out of what was good. And yet the great, the thing that was greater was sitting right behind it. And very often, and we're going to be coming to this in another podcast, so jump onto that one, is many times in order to actually really go forward with that, there's something you're going to build and then there's something that's going to almost go, there's no point in building this anymore. It's something else. And the courage to to change that identity into something else and, and allow yourself as I love to call it, repot yourself, you know, when the branches, when the roots start to get tight in that in that plant pot, there's a time to move and there's a time to repot yourself. And you can't just kind of grow more in the same place that you're in. And that's another indication as to where this thing is evolving and moving you. What if, what if, I'll leave you with this thought, just like breath, that you think you're breathing and yet when you're asleep, you're not even consciously breathing what if there is a guidance system that's already got a pathway perfect for you and your job is to learn to listen better and respond to it that will move you forward more than anything else into the direction of your greatest life and your greatest impact and influence both for yourself personally for your family for your business and maybe for your wider world or community. So until we see you next time, take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. Visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.